Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the year of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I am recording this now at the end of December, and I thought it would be so fun to talk about some things that I'm definitely quitting this year in marketing and things that I'm encouraging all the founders that I work with to quit. Now, some of these I have quit, but I still welcome the reminder. Um, but again, marketing is, is tough. Marketing is a fat, juicy topic with a lot of different layers to it. And of course, everything plays together if you're doing it well to create that beautiful marketing flywheel. But sometimes we get overstimulated stressed out, we're doing too much, we're throwing spaghetti at the wall, we're burnt out. And actually, from the from the founders that I talk to, marketing is actually the number one thing that really burns people out. And we're going to dig a little bit deeper into why that is. But again, I thought it'd be so fun. We're going to go through the seven things that I'll be quitting this year. But before I do, if you're here with me, listening along, it means that you are interested in upping your marketing game. So if you haven't already, I encourage you to go to the Ugly Ventures website and download my free interactive checklist for building your marketing strategy. It is, I mean, I think it is one of the most fabulous little checklists that exist on the internet. I built it in one pager, which is like a PDF on steroids because you can, it's super interactive. There's a video in there. Um, there's links to podcast episodes, there's links to articles, there's questions. It's not just like a generic little um, PDF checklist. It's super, super tactical. And I hope that you go check that out. So to get that free marketing strategy checklist, you just go to uglyventures.com backslash go to market. So U-G-L-I, so ugly with an I, then ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com backslash G-O-T-O-M-A-R-K-E-T. Go to market, all one word, no slashes or dashes, all one word. Uglyventures.com backslash go to market and you can download that or you just navigate to the homepage and we'll pop up things on that for you. But it's, it's, I'm really proud of it. I think it's a really cool resource. So I hope you go grab it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into these seven things I'm quitting. Just get right to it because I really believe that if you can manage to quit these seven things in 2023, you will absolutely see traction in your marketing. So get out a paper and pen or be sure to just come back to me if you're multitasking or doing something else, because I really think it's important for you to understand these seven things to quit. Um, and by the way, I've been victim to do all of these things myself in over the years, either with clients or in my own business. And I can tell you with an experience, when you stop doing these things, you see just miraculous changes in your business. So the first one, first thing to stop doing 
in your marketing 2023 is stop doing marketing without a strategy or a plan. <clears throat> now, this may see, uh, seem obvious from a marketing strategist to be telling you, but if there's any of the seven things that you do on this list, this must be the one that you commit to in 2023. And the reason being is the, the cause of burnout in, in startup culture is a lot about marketing and all the effort and, and budget and brain space that marketing takes from a founder. And when you're not functioning under a strategy or a plan, you literally are just throwing things at the wall. And the problem with doing that is it takes so much. It just takes so much effort. Or if you're not doing it yourself, it takes a, a lot of budget to really get these marketing initiatives executed, right? And so what I teach is a six-step marketing framework, which is called the client value journey. And sometimes when I'm coaching founders, it seems really stressful to put together a strategy or plan, right? Because there are so many pieces of the puzzle. But actually what I find in practice and execution is if you can get over the hump of thinking that it's going to be stressful and you go through the practice of setting up your six-step framework of your marketing, uh, of your client value journey, that actually things become much more simplified because you understand that anything you're doing in your business is working towards a greater good, that it's working towards that marketing flywheel that's going to keep your pipeline just bursting with leads, right? That it doesn't become an energy drain, doesn't become an energy suck because you actually know the purpose that each piece of the marketing that you do, what it plays into the bigger picture. So this is especially true for social media, right? It takes a minute to sit and put that plan together and to understand that anything that you're doing on social media, how that plays into the client value journey. What's the purpose of, the, of what you're doing? And let me tell you, it's not just to get more followers, right? So you can go through, I have so, so many resources on the client value journey. In that checklist, you can find some of the resources there and some of the um, and some of the podcast episodes I've done about the client value journey. Now, I myself had functioned for years, years in my business as a marketer not even knowing what the client value journey was. And it wasn't until I started working in-house in a marketing agency that I learned this framework and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, oh man, this is all so much easier if you're working around a proven framework, right? Instead of just like trying to guess like what's gonna actually give you results in your business. So number one is really understanding client value journey and filling it out and the, and filling out the activities you're going to do at each stage in order to convert those, you know, reach new people and convert them into clients. And the last thing that I will say about the client value journey is don't be mistaked. Don't, don't be mistaked. Don't mistake yourself or don't be mistaken um, in thinking that you can actually execute the whole client value journey today. Now, um, this is what's going to cause stress. When you build out that framework, that six step marketing journey for your clients to go through. It is a lot, but you have to build it little by little, understanding what your immediate priorities are, right? And then you focus on the pieces um, 
that you can with the budget and the time that you have to build out that journey. Okay. So learn about the marketing, uh, the client value journey. Again, I have resources in the show notes here. And if you get that free marketing checklist, there's also a lot of resources right there for you organized. So that's number one, most important. Number two, biggest mistake that you need to stop doing in 2023 is not measuring your data, not reviewing your data, um, not measuring your metrics and reviewing your data. Okay. So this is another thing that's really intimidating for people, especially early stage founders. Um, a lot of times you kind of go on thinking like, Hey, like I don't have so much going on in my business yet because just put my phone on silent. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, no, not so much going on. Why am I going to be measuring my data? And a lot of times we don't measuring the data. I don't even know if this is the, I'm not saying it correct. You want to be measuring your results, right. And looking at all of the data. And a lot of people resist it because of course, in the beginning, like things are very slow, right? So if leads are trickling in like one by one, right, there may be this resistance in putting it even down into a Google sheet. But I think that that is a huge mistake because all of these little wins or these little pieces of production are evidence on what's working. And if you get into the habit of reviewing your data and metrics earlier on, you're going to be able to actually move, grow, prevent, uh, progress, invest your time and money in a, in a more productive way, because you're going to be intimately connected to understanding what drives results in your business, whether that's followers, whether that's leads, whether that's booked calls, whatever that may be for your business, that's, that's your focus and what's significant at this time, really having some kind of system in place where you're collecting data, um, you're aggregating it and you're looking at it on an irregular cadence, like at the very least once a month, you need to put that practice in in 2023. And I resisted this for literally years. And I was working for many years with clients where I wasn't really even paying attention to data. And of course, it became so frustrating to me because, you know, in the beginning of my, of my consulting career, it was really hard for me to justify the cost of having me on as a consultant if I couldn't actually show um, the, the, the ROI of all of the things that we were doing, right? And of course, you're going to have pieces of your marketing that don't produce direct ROI, right? Like, you know, building a brand, right? There is a mountain, depending on what your business is, you have to do brand awareness sort of things that maybe won't directly result to cash in the bank now today, but still you need to have a, a way and a manera in Spanish or some kind of, um, you know, some kind of practice that you have in place where you're really looking and being critical of the results in your business. It's going to help you be more creative and it's going to help get you further along quicker. Okay. So that's number two. And I think these are the most important. Now for reviewing data, I have a resource for you. It is the scorecard that I use for my business and for my clients, and you can change it any way that you want, right? You could, I kind of built it out to sort of put a lot of um, all the possible data you can be tracking. I would encourage you to get this free template. You go to uglyventures.com backslash scorecard, U-G-L-I, as I said before, ventures.com backslash scorecard. 
you can get my Google Sheets, a Google Sheet. You just make a copy and you can um, change it however you like based on the activities that you do. So like, for example, I have, you know, advertising as one of the metrics to, to track. And I have like Facebook and Instagram and all these different ways that you can advertise. Now, obviously, if you're not using those, you can just erase, you know, if you're only advertising on LinkedIn, then you can erase all the, the activities you're not doing. Um, and I encourage you to make it as tailored as you can, cut as much of the fat as you can, and really just be focusing on those core metrics. Um, because the problem that people have with the metrics is it becomes too overwhelming because it's too much. Um, but download that free template and then you can at least get an idea of what I'm talking about and you can start to begin to see how you can um, either use and manipulate my template or to create one for your own of your own, but hopefully that will inspire you. So measuring the data. Okay, I've been talking a lot already because those two are the most important. Number three, okay, is one I think marketers don't often talk about, but I think it's really important. And it is not being scared to put yourself out there, okay, for fear of being judged or in, in any form. I think a lot of times when we're building our companies, we, we shy away from like going to those networking events or we shy away from like applying for the pitch competition, pitching our company to investors if we're fundraising, or even just like putting ourselves out there as an expert in general, like our personal self, right? Because if you're building a company in any form, you're either trying to sell investors to get funding or you're trying to sell clients to actually make sales in your business. You're probably involved in one of those two things. Or perhaps you're even on the technical side or the more creative side, there's a lot of value in like building up your personal brand. Okay. So founders in general need to get over the fear of putting themselves out there. And so in 2023, I say like ethic, really, you put yourself out there or you go pitch yourself to investors or whatever. There's people that are going to think that, you know, you have your ideas are dumb or you're, or you're dumb or you're ugly, or they don't like your face or whatever. And like, it's just part of the game. And this is something that's held myself back for years. And, um, Obviously, I've been doing this podcast for years now and I get on social media, but it's not something I'm quite outgoing and I love being in front of people, but it's not something that comes naturally to me or something that I particularly enjoy. Um, but it's a means to an end, right? You need to get yourself out there. You need to get your business out there um, because that's how you're going to get more opportunities, period, you know? Um, so let's just kind of get that fear out of our minds in 2023 and push forward knowing that it's safe to put ourselves out there. And honestly, if you're going to, if you're trying to build something incredible in any way, you have to start to build the muscle to be just, you know, that resistance, that resistance muscle against any negativity that's going to come into your world. Because as you get more successful, as your company grows, the haters are going to be there and you just have to accept that that's a re reality of life and you have to push through it because what your dream is and what you're working on is way more important, way bigger than any peanut gallery opinion. So that leads us into number four. So 
this is especially for my female founders who fall into this trap so much. Number four, in 2023, I hope in marketing especially, we all quit trying to do it all ourselves, trying to be the expert in all the things. I can't tell you how many founders I've talked to that are like, I need to do Facebook, uh, you know, Facebook ads. I might as well take a course on how to learn how to run Facebook ads, or I'll learn how to be a copywriter, or I'll learn how to edit videos. And you have to take some time to realize what your highest value tasks are for what your skill set is and how you're going to actually drive that revenue in your business. And most likely than not, it's not sitting away, understanding how to do SEO, right? Stop trying to do it all yourself. Number five is stop putting yourself in situations that drain you. So this is kind of connected to number four as well. There's so many ways that you can contribute to the marketing and help grow revenue in your business. But again, going back to your highest value tasks should also be associated to the things that you're good at, right? The things that give you life, that give you energy and where your skills are really shining. Because part of like a lot, you know, a lot of the great leaders and founders that I've talked to are really cognizant of filling in the gaps, filling in the gaps, not, um, you know, and that takes like a growth mindset, right? It takes an abundance mindset to say, you know what, I'm going to stop doing these th things, even if like I can do it and it's going to save me money here. But actually, if I pay uh, someone, a contractor or a virtual assistant or whatever, to take that off my plate, that is going to open me up for so much more impact in my businesses, in my team. So a little bit different, but along the same lines of don't put yourself in those situations that drain your energy and the things that just like you can do, but isn't the best use of your time. Okay, number six, things that we need to stop doing in 2023 is not being consistent, not being consistent on social media, not being consistent in sending our emails, like our newsletters, our communicating with clients, like that is the number one thing that's gonna hold you back from traction in your marketing. You have to find a way, you have to find a way put systems in your business so you can consistently be putting yourself in front of new leads and new opportunities and nurturing your existing email list, your existing prospects. Again, this is probably such a crescendo now in 2023 will be going even worse as just to the amount of noise on the internet, the amount of businesses that new businesses that are being started, the amount of products and services, there's just so much noise. And the difference between the ones that break through or not are the ones that have the stamina to stay in the game and be consistent. Really, a lot of times, like with a lot of companies, it's really like a numbers game. It's like a time game. A lot of people will quit before they, they get a chance to have that big break or really get ahead because they see in the short term, oh, I'm not getting uh, that, that ROI quickly enough right? So I'm going to shift my, my tactic, shift my tactic, go start a new initiative or get onto another social platform. But what I can tell you is true from the dozens of marketing teams I've been in is the ones that succeed really are the ones that, yes, they're very strategic. And then they stick with their tactics and they are doing incremental improvements to, to better conversions better results, 
instead of just throwing the baby out with the bathwater and just getting into another another um, another tactic, another totally other strategy, totally pivoting, right? Now, of course, like in the beginning of your business, there is a bit of shifting and pivoting that needs to happen. But for the most part, you know, weekly emails, this is like a practice you need. Any brand should be at least communicating weekly with their, with their list, right? Showing up with some kind of piece of hero content when, once a week, whether that's a blog or, or a podcast or, you know, on something, you know, on Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok or whatever it is, being consistent and knowing that you're going to have to hunker down for years, maybe on that strategy before that big return starts coming. Because we see people that have been at it for two, three years, and all of a sudden the competition becomes so much less because in those two years, you know, how many of that percentage of those brands have just failed? They just ran out of money or they just, they kept switching. They could not actually gain that traction. So consistency is key. Of course, we need to be reaching new leads, reaching new eyeballs. And there's always going to be that fresh conversions that are coming through, but nurturing your list and developing like real fans of your brand going to pay you back tenfold in the future. And that brings me to the last and final thing we need to quit doing in 2023, which is not building our email list. The, I mean, I, I don't have to tell you how scary it is to build your whole business on the back of social media, of a, of a, social, of a social platform. We know that we don't own those contacts. We know that if anything happened to, to our accounts, got hacked or whatever, that we would lose maybe our whole business if we don't have an, an email list. An email list is so important and it is constantly surprising me how few founders prioritize building an email list, right? And what I can say to that is this, your kind of colder conversion rate, your colder lead conversion rate, there's no real like miracle that you could do to change that so much. Now, of course, those conversion rates vary by industry and you should absolutely have a benchmark for what those cold lead conversion rates are for your industry. But across the board, no matter what your vertical is, you know that warm leads convert fire. So how do you nurture and develop warm leads? It's through the email list, that is the way in which you can develop that relationship, the not, like, know, and trust factor, and get those people ready to buy with you. So if you, again, I think I've said this again, fine. If you're not listening to anything else in this whole list, I, I beg you to pay attention to growing your email list, your email list, your, your, your contacts, your prospects is your, it's a solid asset that you have in your business that you can take with you no matter what, no matter what happens with the economy, no matter what happens with technology, no matter what, when you have that email list and there's a, there's a large volume of people that you can communicate and sell to, you're always going to have sales in your business. So I would always prioritize building your email list. And then again, those small shifts that I mentioned before, just get better at better at better at emailing with them and communing with them communicating with them and building rapport and building community, doubling down on that is always going to give you a huge return in the future for your marketing. So those are our seven things that we need to quit doing in 2023 for our marketing. 
which one was your favorite? I would love, I would really, really love for someone to tell me what they're going to be quitting in 2023. And you can leave a comment on the blog. Um, if you get to the, if you get to the show notes on the blog, you can do that, or you can always DM me on LinkedIn because that's where I like to hang out. Um, but if you stayed with me to the end, I know that you're my, my pal, my friend. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, we're on the verge of starting the new year. It's been a full two years of this podcast. And I am so grateful for anyone that allows me into their lives and into their ears. And I, I truly hope that I've given you some things to think about that I've helped you sort of understand marketing more. And my goal is just to, you know, if I can help just one person out there feel a little bit less overwhelmed by the marketing, or at least put some of the pieces together than I would have done my job. So if you know any other founders or someone thinking of starting a business that would benefit from Marketing for Stars podcast, it would really be such a gift if you could share this with them, because I, I really do this out of just real passion for helping founders put the pieces together for entrepreneurship in general, but especially for the marketing. Um, and, and if you could rate and review this podcast, it would, it would mean so much to me. It really helps other people know that this podcast has some good, um, good information. So I, I hope everyone has a beautiful new year and and that you're going into 2023 really excited and energized by the things that you want to accomplish in this upcoming year. And I truly hope that I'm a part of the journey in helping you get those done. So until next year, that's me signing off and I hope to see you back here real soon. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and i hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on instagram and tag me at ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.